0: Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Hello again.
1: Hello. How are you doing today?
0: Doing better. Definitely better than we did last. uh, I did last week.
1: I'm better than I was two weeks ago. So (laughs) that's a plus.
0: I know. That's all we can ask for, right?
1: Yeah. Small, little improvements each day.
0: Yeah, because we can't always be 100%, unfortunately, as much as we'd I like to I wish I could, be. but. Yeah, well.
1: So what are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, let's talk about a uh, realization that you came to this week, right? We kind of had a major re- revelation.
1: Yeah, I, I guess you could call it that. And I'm actually just going to like come out swinging with this. I realized that I love my mom because she was my mom. And not because of things that she had did for me, or for any other reason, not because she does for me what I do for our children, not because she was there for me and because she was supportive and things like that, but because she was my mother. And that was, like, big.
0: Yeah, so, so that goes to what um, a phrase that I've used for, like, forever, right? So Ever since we've met. And that's people are people, right? Yeah. Let's dig into that particular phrase, because I think even though I've said it and I've said it on previous podcasts, you have, I'm not sure if everyone kind of understands the real meaning behind that, or maybe you did, but we're going to, we're going to dig deep into that. Well,
1: why don't you give a recap? Because I think it was, we talked about it in our podcast on toxic family. So what does, I mean, you've been saying this for, I don't know, 20 years, people are people and like for the longest time I'd be like, yeah, people are people. Cool. (laughs) Whatever. And then it wasn't until I actually had to start applying it in my life that I was like, oh, shit.
0: Well, what I mean by it is, so it's in reference to our familial relationships, right? Uh, Parents, siblings, you know, any type of relationship that has to do with your family. Because unlike friends, where we get to choose those, family members are people that are there by default, right? We are born into these families and we have Uh zero control over who these people that are related to us, you know, how they're in our lives. So when I say people are people, it basically means that you have to see people for who they are, not based on your relationship with them. In our cases, right, like our parents are the biggest.
1: Yeah, just because they're our parents, just because the role they play in our lives doesn't mean we have to base our relationship off of that. That, that makes sense.
0: Exactly. So and that brings me back to the point that you were making, right? We asked because you've been dealing with a lot of the trauma through your therapist Mm -hmm. and you've you've been making these major realizations in your life, you know, based on the things that, you know, she's been helping you with and a lot of
1: you've been saying for 20 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I've been saying, but you've come to realize like, or or not realize, but understand kind of where, what I've been saying, Yeah, you know, because again, that was a phrase to you and I think you understood it, but it didn't really impact you as much as it did until you were ready to make that real connection as to, okay, that makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not sure. So like just to backtrack, my therapist has been asking me like, well, how do you feel about that with your mom? Or how does that make you feel that, you know, at some times she could have used you in certain circumstances? And I was like, you what? And she was like, that's why I use that word, because that's what it was. So she's been saying these little things and planting these little seeds, kind of gingerly going around because my mother's my mother is like 90 percent of my childhood trauma. You know, I think she caused a lot of it. She didn't help me get out of a lot of it. And there was other things. So I think my therapist saw, which is what you saw, that you cannot heal this part until you can kind of realize what was going on. So ask me the, like, what did you ask me the other night at the table? Because that really was the catalyst for me. What did you ask me? Like, why I love my mom?
0: Yeah, that was it. that's all I asked was, um, you know, why do you love your mother?
1: And I, I, I was like, oh, OK. And I was really emotional. I was like triggered by that. So I went upstairs and I took some time to myself. Do you know that I legit had to go on like websites and be like reasons people love their mom? Like I looked it up on my phone, letters that people have written to their mother. And as they were like, well, as I was reading them, I couldn't identify with any of it. And I was like, oh. And I wrote, I was like processing to you in a text message in the tub. I was like, oh, this is how I feel. But yeah, it was, it was really, really big for me because for the first time I realized that I love my mom. Because she's my mother, not because I had an amazing bond with her, not because, and I, and I, and I still love my mom, don't get me wrong, but I love her because she was my mother and, and, and not a deeper love and connection because of other things she did. And you had said to me, you know, you can still be mad at your mom and, you know, and love her at the same time. And I was like, oh, so it was just this big thing. And it's, it's really been in my head over the last few days. I've really been trying to process it.
0: Yeah. So w- what I said was you can love your, you know, you can love the person and and still, you know, hate the actions. Yeah. So and let's, you know, we're going to delve deep into this concept of people or people. Yeah. And I think we're going to uh, hopefully we'll uncover some things about ourselves and, and hopefully you'll, you know, our listeners can uncover things about themselves yeah. and, or understand that phrase in a, in a lot better sense and look at it in a better light. So let's start with your relationships overall because again you've you've heard me say this people are people for over you <laughs> a know long a long time. time so and I never really touched the relationship between your you and your mother no you never did and and I'll tell you the biggest reason for why I never did that is because I don't I I didn't know your mother you know I you know I unfortunately I never got the opportunity to meet her and know her on any any type of level so mm-hmm. all I know is what I know from what you've told me right so it was very So I was very careful about you know what. Again, I don't know the person, and that's Mm. this is something that you know about me because you know I'm always looking at the other side of the equation. You know, there's two sides to every coin, and I like to look at anything, analyze anything from both ends. But I don't have that perspective. I don't know who she was truly, or you know how her, you know her processing was, you know as a person. So you know, I I kind of stayed away from that aspect as much as I could um, and just try to help you process your own emotions about how you felt. But I know that I knew deep down inside that you weren't ready to tackle that relationship. So, you know, opposed to like the relationships with your father, your stepfather, you know, the people that I did know that I was able to see Mm -hmm. and interact with and, you know, get a feeling for, okay, this person is this. And then then I could kind of help you see what I saw, you know. So it was much easier to me to, you know, give comment on those relationships than it was for me to give comment on a relationship that I really didn't know much about.
1: And that's kind of incredible because for the longest time, like I'm not, my biological father is not perfect. He was an asshole. He did things and said things and responded out of fear and scared the shit out of me when I was younger. But I can honestly sit here and say, since you've asked me that, That I have genuine love for my father because I can pinpoint love from him. I can pinpoint him spending time with me. I can pinpoint him coming to my rescue. I can pinpoint him doing things that I read what people said about their mother with my father. So it was like I actually genuinely have love for my father. And I've been able to put boundaries in place for him that he has been able to respect. But it's so weird because I never looked at that until I was able to see my mother for what I thought of her. And there was a lot of transference and a lot of projection where my dad was painted as the bad guy a lot by a lot of the people in my life, including my mother. Now, was he a jerk and an asshole at times? abs a freaking And I'm not going to absolve him of his responsibilities in that. But he did love me. I now can question if my mother truly loved me or if she just loved me because I was her daughter. Right? Like, it's weird.
0: One of the questions that I used that that really kind of triggered you to to think this way was the fact that I said to you, If she was not your mother, how would you feel about her?
1: Okay, let me get the answer. And I was like, well, I'd probably like, and and I think you even asked like if that was your friend's mother. Like, well, you know, she was a drug addict. She used you for things. You know, she wasn't emotionally supportive. You were her parent. So I probably wouldn't have been friends with her. But then you asked me to see, like, we talked about my dad and I was like, well, yeah, I'd be friends with him. I'd be like, yeah, he's the quirky guy that lives down the road. He'll do anything for anybody. He'll give you a shirt off his back. He's funny. And I see him from time to time. Like that was eye-opening for me. And and then I think in that moment, I really understood what people are. People like people are people. I really didn't just understand that concept. I felt that concept.
0: Yeah, because you I think at that moment you based your relationship. On the person's actions and not the role that they played in your life, and that's that's important. That's an important basis, and we're going to talk about all these, you know, all the all the all the key points that make that saying so valid for me and for you, and hopefully for our listeners. Right? Why people are people is is such an important concept to understand and to help in the growing process and and in the healing process. Right? So, basing your relationships on people's actions. And not on the roles that they play in your life is, you know, the first key that we're going to talk yes, about. Yes,
1: absolutely. And and I have to say that I feel like my trajectory towards healing is going to be a lot more straightforward because I have an understanding. And this, this doesn't mean that I don't love my mother. This doesn't mean that, oh, I hate her and I, you know, I wish she wasn't my mother. It just means that this is who my mother was. I accept her for who she was. And I'm not trying to live in a fantasy world to ease my pain about what reality was. Because if I can't come to terms with reality, then I can't heal. So, And I, and I kind of just want to throw out there, I'm sorry that I really did not apply that concept sooner. You know, you've been patient and kind and helping me see those things. But like you said, I just wasn't ready. And when we're ready to see things and see people for who they are, that, that will happen. You just have to be open to the concept.
0: Well, I'm glad that you got there because people get there when they're ready. And I know we've had these discussions with other, you know, relationships, right? The relationship with your father, as you talked about, the relationship with your stepfather, Mm -hmm. you know, and and other relationships that you've had, right? The people that you've grown up with. And now that you're seeing them in a different light, it's easier for you to understand, okay, you know, this person's healthy for me. This person isn't healthy for me. And, you know, going back to the relationship with your father, because this is, again, We've had these conversations previously about your dad and it, my from my point of view it was always you know I know he was a big trigger for you and it wasn't always constructive you know because you didn't have those boundaries set up once you established those boundaries so that that relationship is is kind of flourished and, and yeah it's and, much healthier now yeah it's it's a good relationship that you have now with your father but it was important for you to set up those boundaries but in order for you to do that you needed to again see him for a person and not just your father, you know. Not mm-hmm. elevate him and put him on this pedestal that we all do, right? With our parents, especially, we put them on up on these pedestals. We see them through this lens of, you know, they're our parents, so we need to revere them and we need to, you know, you know, hold them up to this this uh, this higher level. When in reality, they're they are just people, just like you know everyone else that yeah. has that have their own. Issues and their own traumas, and you know they're not perfect in any way. You know they they have all these imperfections that a lot of the times they've they've passed down to us in a lot of ways, right? So it's it's important to you know see those things, right? And a lot of the times, if you can see the the faults in your parents, you can see the faults in 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 ourselves. So it's important to see them for what they are, you know, and see them for people. And again back to what we were saying, what we, you were saying before, right? You can still love your mother for your for being your, her, your mother, but understand or base the relationship on the actions. The same thing applies to me, you know? And, and we've had this conversation about my mother, right? Like, I love my mother because she's my mother, right? But I can't ever have a relationship because I don't like who she is as a person, you know? And that, that goes with the narcissism, and, you know, every other, you know, issue that she comes with, right? I can't have her in in my life and in my children's life and in in our life because she's a toxic entity, right? And just like I wouldn't have any other toxic entity or any other narcissist enter our home life, why would I allow her to do the same thing only because she's my mother? Right. You know? So that's that's the whole point, right? That's the what we have to wrap our head around is you know, base the relationships, now that you're an adult, now, again, this is very different when you're a child. Right. You're not talking to children. As an adult, as parents ourselves, once we can see, you know, our parents or the, whoever the relationship is as a person just like yourself and, you know, not hold them to that higher standard, you can base the relationship on the actions and not that role. So, again, to bring it back to me and my mother, right, again, like I said, I can still love my mother and I can still say, okay, well, she's a woman that brought me into this world that raised me and, you know, it, 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 you know, did the best that she could with what she had, but she could have been better. I don't like the person that she is. So the relationship has to, you know, be at an arm's length because it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for my family. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and that's okay.
1: Yes, absolutely. Especially when you talked about my dad, it was funny because I think my relationship with him was, like you said, based more on the fact that I didn't have these boundaries in place and he was triggering. But when I when I started to see him for who he was as a person, I actually found things I liked about my father, which was, you know, funny. Like I, I found things about him that was like, okay, these are positives about my dad. These are some negatives. He's actually making progress and working on these things. So right now, my relationship with my father is based on his actions and based on how he's, you know, functioning with me in my life and respecting the boundaries and things like that. And I accept him for who he is because I've made that correlation now. Like, I've, I've really started to look at him for who he was as a person. And now that I've actually applied those same concepts to my mother, I can't say that i feel the same way about her or that i would that she should have been on this pedestal that she's been on for for all these years but i think that by me just trying to hide that it, i was trying to protect my own feelings because i wasn't ready to heal so i think that that's awesome i think that that's a great point like you said base you know your relationship on people's actions and not on the roles they play in your life that is so freeing because then you don't feel like this you know, obligation that shouldn't be there. Because sometimes I felt like I had this obligatory emotion towards my mother because she was my mother and because she was a victim herself and because she was hurt and because she was a victim and she was hurt and her boundaries were broken and she was traumatized that I should then be that much more understanding towards her. And no, I can understand and empathize. But unfortunately, she didn't make the decision that I'm making now to be a better mother for my kids. She didn't choose that. She chose herself and to stay where she was. And so therefore I have to base it off of that, which was really painful, but freeing at the same time.
0: Yeah, because it's it's okay. You know, you have to allow yourself and give yourself the permission to say, it's okay. It's okay that yeah. I don't want to have a relationship with a certain person because it might not be healthy for you. We talked about this when we talked about toxic family members, right? It's not healthy. It's not productive for you and if well, if you are able to put up those boundaries those healthy boundaries that you need you can reestablish the relationship and you can start a new relationship with that person and that's important you know and i think that's what you've done with your with your dad right you've mm-hmm. established a good healthy relationship and that relationship has flourished you know and you can continue to do that moving forward and the same thing with our listeners you can do that I've tried that to do that with my mother. You have, yes. And, and unfortunately, it hasn't worked out uh, because she can't respect those boundaries. So because of that, I've had to say, okay, well, enough is enough.
1: But you've put the ball in her court that she does have the, you know, the opportunity to have a different functioning relationship with you now as an adult. But she's not willing to, you know, respect the boundaries and things like that. So that's what you're basing your relationship off of right now. Her actions and her actions are clearly loud and clear. I'm continuing to choose my life and what I believe over respecting your boundaries. And so, therefore, that's where your self-worth comes in and that's where your boundaries protect you.
0: Absolutely. And that brings us to the next point, right, is respect should be earned, not granted.
1: Yes. Now, this is something that's funny. And I think my oldest has said this to me before, you know, I don't respect anybody that doesn't respect me. And I remember her saying that when we would get into fights and it was funny, but like as an adult, yes, you know, respect is is earned and it's not given. And I think I have given my mother over the years so much more respect than she has earned from me. And without even realizing it, that was taken from my own self-respect, my own self-worth. And I was over-accommodating her And I was giving more to her than I was to myself. And when I started to realize that, I realized that, like, wow, this is something that I've been doing for so long. And maybe this is why I feel so depleted. Maybe this is why I'm lacking these own things in my own life, self-worth and stuff like that. So I think it's really important that, you know, whomever you have a relationship, mother, father, sister, brother, or, you know, even, you know, your intimate relationships, your respect has to be earned. You just don't give it to that person because of who they are because then again, you're taking it away from yourself. And remember, a boundary is just an invisible line that shows someone how to treat you. So if you're giving them more and more respect than they deserve, you're taking more and more from you and they can walk and step all over you. It's a vicious cycle.
0: The key there is that respect needs to be earned. And what we mean by that is you shouldn't just give the respect because, you know, again, they're your parent. Now as a child, you know, you have to respect your parents. We're all taught that, right? You Mm -hmm. respect your parents. But as an adult, you have to, the moment that you can, again, see people for people, see that parent or that relationship for just another person, then at that point you can establish, all right, if this person wasn't my mother or my brother or my sister or my cousin or my aunt or my uncle, whatever the case may be, if that person wasn't, that you know didn't have that role, would I respect that person right? And if the answer is no, then then again, you know, either you need to start reevaluating that relationship, you need to start setting up boundaries, you know, healthy boundaries. that's again, if you want to pursue a relationship with that person, right Not everyone that's our in our family, of course, you're going to want to pursue a relationship with. That's why we absolutely we kind of geared this more towards you know parents because parents are going to be in your life for you know for for your whole life. So it's easier to get away from like an aunt an uncle or a cousin mm-hmm. than it is for a sibling or or you know a, a parent. But the point being is that you need to remove the role and then see them for as a person and then say, has this person earned my respect?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you made a good point that, you know, your mother and father, whatever, they're also most likely the person or people that caused the trauma in your life. So it's really imperative. It's essential that you can see your mother and father or caretakers, parents, what have you, for what they were. You know, if they hurt you and they caused you trauma and they used you, they didn't protect you. They neglected emotionally, physiologically and psychologically abused you. Then you need to see them for that so that you can let go of all these unresolved emotions that you have towards them out of quote unquote respect for them being your mother and father. Because that is like a huge lifting point in the healing journey. For me, it's been huge, you know? And so, yes, I think you made a great point with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that brings us to the next point, which is see people for who they truly are. So you made a great point because a lot of the times, and we're dealing with this. And again, if you're if you're a listener of our podcast and you're relating to any of the things that we're saying, then most likely you've suffered from some type of trauma, right? So uh, it's important, again, well, exactly what you said, right? Is to if we see people for who they truly are. Are they the you know the abusers? Mm-hmm. Are they you know the the are they the neglecters? You know are are, are these people? that have caused these things in your life, you have to see them for what they are. And again, not to villainize anyone, again, this goes back to what we were saying, right? If you start to see people for people for who they are or who they truly are, you'll you also see that they most likely come from traumatic experiences and they come from their own trauma and they've been through a lot of things that they probably shouldn't have been through and that's what's causing them to, you know, do the trauma parenting, unfortunately. But in some cases, you know, there is no real excuse. And, not, and again, not to make that an excuse, right? So There's just no because... There's Exactly. There is no justification for someone continuing the cycle of abuse, right? But... You can start to see that once you separate the role and see them for a person, you can kind of see, okay, this person came from that. And not again, not to excuse the actions, but start to see them in a different light, see them for who they truly are. And that's important for the healing process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think I could have said that better myself. And I'm literally just like applying this to a lot of the relationships that I have, you know, more so mother and father. So yeah, I think you said that really well.
0: So the next point I want to bring up is, We need to stop basing our self-worth on someone else's expectations.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Um, Hi, I'm Courtney, and I've been guilty of that my whole life. I have literally, you know, we talked about this fawning response, but I've literally based my entire life, how I feel about myself, whether I'm successful, beautiful, funny, intelligent, whatever it was, based on other people's reactions to things I've said, done, or just based on other people's opinions. And it has really affected and broke me down throughout the years. And so I think that's such a great point to bring up is that we need to be basing what we think about ourselves based on ourselves and not on other people.
0: And that brings us to the point because we're going to get a lot of the uh, the question of how do I break that relationship, right? So how do I, you know, if, if I've made the realization and I start and now I'm starting to see my mother and my father in this different light, and and now I I don't want to have a relationship like in my case, right? You don't want to have a relationship, so how do you deal with the guilt, right? Because that's the biggest, that's yeah. the biggest, you know, struggle. How do I deal with the guilt of pushing my mother away or pushing my father away or pushing that you know relationship that that it's toxic? How do I push that away? And that's where we come to this the, that point, right? Base your worth, you know, your your self-worth should be based on what you feel is who you are as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And and not on the expectation that, oh, you're the you're a son, you know, mm-hmm. you're a daughter, you're a brother, a sister, you know. Base it on who you are as a person. If that person does not value the relationship the way you, you know, you once you establish your boundaries, once you establish what a healthy relationship is going to look like for you, if they can't value that, then you need to really analyze if this, if it's a relationship that's worth having, and and then block out the noise, you know, because the expectation is always going to be there, the guilt is mm-hmm. always going to be there, but it's it's okay to be a little bit selfish in that in that instance and say what's what's the best thing for me for my you know, nucleus now, my family now, what's the best, how do I move forward?
1: Yeah. And I just, I want to kind of contribute to this whole guilt thing. When you do come to this realization, let's hypothetically say you're not so much on Jay's end where you're like, I don't want a relationship at all. But like, you'd be willing to have some type of relationship if it could be healthy, right? So you come to the realization that mom and dad is this or this. Let's say you talk to him and say, you know what? I realized over the years that these are the things that you guys did. These were not acceptable. These contributed to what I'm struggling with as an adult. And moving forward, I can't have that type of relationship without acknowledging what that did to me. This is how I'd be willing to have a relationship. So let's say you put some boundaries in place, like, you know, some expectations you have. If you've presented them with the answer and an opportunity to make things better and they choose not to that can help you alleviate your guilt because you don't have any control over somebody wanting to make change in their lives or be part of your lives. It's not like you're just cutting them out and saying, I want nothing to do with you, which is still okay. But if you provide them with an opportunity to be better and they shut that down, you shouldn't have any guilt because at that point, you know what you're carrying? You're carrying the projected emotions of the other people onto you. You're carrying their shame and their guilt, which was not yours to carry in the first place. And that's what's really been able to help me realize the years I pushed my father away for 10 years before I spoke to him again, that was necessary because I wasn't where I needed to be. He wasn't where he needed to be. He wasn't willing to accept that he was an asshole. And I sure as hell wasn't ready to be able to tell him all the things that he did. And I had a lot of guilt when we did kind of reconnect. And what helped me get through that guilt was just that I presented him with an opportunity. He wasn't willing. Well, he finally took the opportunity and I can be okay with that. So it, it just depends. But just know that it's not your emotion to carry.
0: Yeah, well said. And that brings us to our next point, right? And that's your opinion is the only one that matters.
1: Okay, let's talk about you. You talk about that because you've taught me that. But yes, my opinion, I remember you telling me, I'm like, you know, honey, do you, what do you think about this? It's, your opinion is the only one that matters. Like, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? And I remember looking at you like, uh, I, I really had no clue. If you ask me today, I'll tell you how the hell I feel about myself. I feel good about where I'm going. I feel proud of myself. I know my worth. And I still struggle from time to time. But I know that I have value. And I know that what was done to me growing up was not or had nothing to do with the fact that I wasn't worthy enough. It had everything to do with the fact that the people who actually had the blessing of having me in their life wasn't ready or prepared to have me. And so therefore they mistreated me. But it was not about me. Only what I think about myself matters.
0: Yeah, exactly. Preach. That's that's absolutely right. So and it's okay for all our listeners, you know, and that's what we want them to to take away from this, right? Absolutely. Your opinion is the only one that matters. Because you're going to get, as you go through this journey, right, you're Mm -hmm. going to get the the naysayers, right? So if again, if you are one of those people that have decided, okay, mom isn't healthy or dad isn't healthy or uncle Bob isn't healthy, right? you're going to get you know the kick the 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 pushback right from from maybe it's mom maybe it's dad maybe it's brother and sister whoever it is you're mm-hmm. going to get oh why why don't you have this relationship with this person why are
1: you doing this to mom and dad what's wrong with you they did everything for you what is your problem you're going to get that a lot
0: exactly that's exactly what what you end up getting right so it's important to reinforce that that it, it is your opinion that matters not someone else's they're not they didn't live your life a lot of the times they don't know everything that's gone on and and that's happened, so it's important that you just again validate yourself, validate your self worth, and not all the times will you be right. You know, not all the times will you be. It's a again, mm-hmm. this isn't a free reign to yeah. push everyone away. Well, in my
1: opinion matters exactly, but what you think of yourself is what matters exactly. So I just, you know, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to piggyback a little bit on the fact that everybody's going to have an opinion. There's opinions and then there's facts, right? And this is something that you've taught me. There will be people in your life who, is a, who are aware of what happened to you, who saw what happened to you, who knew darn well the home that you were in. And they're still going to say, but it's your mother. It's your father. Where's your sense of loyalty? Honor thy mother and honor thy father. It's happened to me. I've had people come to me and say, oh, well, that's your aunt and uncle. How could you not, you know, go to their funeral or whatever? And I've had people come down on me and it's like, I'm sorry, did you not remember what they did to me or did to my mother in front of me? You know, you're going to get that a lot. And you're also going to hear, oh, you've changed. The best response, I'm going to tell you this hands down, because I had a a, a video that went really, that did really well on, on TikTok with this. The next time someone in your life says to you, you've changed, they're not saying it because they're concerned about your character changing. They're saying it because they're upset that they can't get from you what they used to get. So the best response to "you've changed" is "thank you." Well said. Yes, yes, yes. Round of applause for me. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so let's uh, moving on right uh, to the next point, which is accountability is a key, no matter what the role.
1: Oh my God! Yes, that's. I don't think you could have said that better. Um, you've always told me this. You need to hold people accountable, and you know where that was the hardest was starting with myself, holding myself accountable for my own actions, for my own feelings. I had to work on that first before I could hold anybody else in my life accountable. I mean, isn't hasn't that been a big struggle of mine?
0: Yeah, well, that's w- where you need to start and that's where anyone needs to start, right? Holding ourselves accountable for our own actions because before you can hold someone else accountable for their actions, right? you have to be able to do that for yourself.
1: Yeah, and I'm noticing that, You know, and kind of holding people accountable. This kind of goes back to like when I was viewing my mother. Like I could still love my mom because she was my mom, but I have to hold her accountable for when she forgot me at school, when she left me there, when I didn't have food or I didn't know when she was coming home and she was missing and I had to go find her. I have to hold her accountable for the traumas and for the, the fight or flight that I lived in, for the panic that I was constantly in from the unsafe people that I was around growing up. You have to hold people accountable for their actions and not because you're trying to be an asshole, but because when you truly care about somebody else, you want them to be better. And the only way that they can be better is to know that they did wrong. That is something I did not and I was not able to do with my mother. I could never hold her accountable, which has made it that much more difficult for me because she's no longer here. So it has to start with me. Whereas with my father, I was like, hey, you're an asshole you scared me when I was little. You said this, you did that, and he was able to say, "I'm sorry that I did that. I was just, I, I didn't know how to handle that situation." Oh, okay, Dad. I could respect that. So, yes, holding people accountable is huge.
0: Yeah, accountability is a key, right? And when we say holding someone accountable, isn't doesn't mean you know you hold a grudge against someone, right? Because that's mm-hmm. we're gonna let's talk about the next point, which is forgiveness is earned, right? So, forgiveness, forgiveness is more for you. And that's what people have to understand, right? That you forgive someone, for, you know, you, the, the old saying, right? Forgive and forget. You can forgive, but you should never forget. Yeah, because you know? then
1: you miss the lesson.
0: Correct. So, and forgiveness is for you because you don't, it, it, the same thing is like hate, right? You, if you end up hating someone for what they did to you, the hate consumes you. It doesn't do anything to them. It consumes you and is it, it's like a cancer inside you emotionally that eats away at you. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you forgive someone, you do it for yourself. You 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 do it to liberate yourself to to let go of of those emotions. So, it's important to forgive, but it's also important to again, you know, hold those people accountable for what they did. Forgive them for what they did so you can move forward and grow.
1: Yeah. And I actually did some videos on this and I got so many people, but how do I forgive? Like how do I do that? Like people want like a formula. And when you say forgiveness is for you, it it really is because when you continue to sit and that person did that to me and because of them, this is where I'm at and I hate them for what they did, you're continuing to allow their initial trauma to continue to traumatize you, right? So by saying, look, I forgive what was done to me. It doesn't have to be that person, really. It's really what was done to you because that's what you hold on to. I forgive what was done to me. That person may or may not have known any better than what they knew, like they do in this moment. I forgive that. Forgiveness doesn't absolve that person of what they did. Forgiveness frees you because you are a prisoner of your own emotions, a prisoner of your anger, and a prisoner of the grudges that you hold. So by forgiving the situation and saying, you know what, I forgive this, and I'm gonna heal from this, you literally cut the chains, and you're no longer a prisoner. And I think that's the hardest concept for people to understand.
0: And I think what can help with this, (laughs) and this is what we've been talking about, right, is people are people. You have to be able to see people for who they are. And if you can do that, and it's a hard concept to really wrap your head around, right, because it's just like anything else, right? You see, you know, you you think about it, and if you had like an abusive father, let's Mm -hmm. say, right, that, you know, was physically abusive, let's say, right? And, and you, and you, and you think to yourself, you become a parent and you're like, how could, how could he have done that to me? You know, how could he have, you know, beat me like that or, or whatever the case, you know, how could he have done that? He was my father, right? The moment that you, you get into that mental space and you see him, that he was just a person probably dealing with depression, mm-hmm. probably dealing with some form of trauma most likely was parenting out of fear yeah exactly parenting out of fear you see that person for just a person then and and you remove the the relationship role right you start to see okay well you know again he shouldn't have done any of those things he wasn't a good parent to me in in those ways right and I can be better you know than that Mm -hmm. because I can learn from that and be better than that Once you remove that, you know, the the parent aspect of it, right? Yeah. The father aspect of it, and we're just using this as an example, you see that that, again, he's just a person, just like anyone else, that had his own struggles, just like anyone else. You can see him for the different lights. You know, maybe he was, you know, maybe he was there for you when you needed him or Whatever. You know what I'm saying? He, he was he was later on. He was your best friend. And, you know, you go out and have drinks or, or whatever the case may be. But my point being is it becomes much easier to hold him accountable for the things he did wrong for forgive him for the things that he failed at. If you just see that he's just another person.
1: Yeah, when you said that, it made a lot of sense. Like pulling off the prevent- parental veal. You know, when I when I pulled the lifted the veal and I just looked at my father and says, "Okay, I'm peeling off this top layer of he biologically created me." Now let me just look at him as a person. I was like, okay, and then I was able to like peel layers off, like literally, like like a banana. You know, I'm like, okay, he was raised in an abusive household. He this is this happened to him. Okay, so I start peeling it down. I start realizing, like you know. I have to forgive him. I have to forgive him for the times he screamed and yelled and made me scared and smashed things and did things to other people in front of me because he was acting out. He was wiling out because he was not feeling safe on the inside and I was just the child and I happened to be there. I forgive him for those things because maybe had he known better and had he had better supports, he would be making better decisions for himself like I am. Maybe not. So you can kind of start to let that go. And then I started to look at the fact that whenever I needed my father, And I called him up. It didn't matter where I was or what time. My car broke down. I'm on my way. No matter what, he showed up for me. No matter what I've needed, I could call him right now and say, I need this. And even if he didn't have it, he would fucking find it. And I can base now my relationship with the fact that he's what I need him to be for right now. He wasn't what I needed then. But he can be a father to me now. And that's okay. And doing that has really helped free me from all of that. So I think you did a really great job explaining that. And, you know, you've been a big reason why I've been able to do these things I really value you and you know I mean you've had you've done these things yourself in your own life and I think that you've been you know a huge factor in me being able to do this which has helped preserve a a relationship and also helped me walk away from ones that weren't conducive to a healthy lifestyle
0: well I appreciate that and we're using the the father as an example but that that can be applied to any relationship exactly And, you know, the the last point, and I think you made this, we we made this point earlier on, is that we can still love the person and, you know, dislike or hate the action. I don't want want to use hate because hate is such a strong connotation. But you can still not agree with the actions, not agree with what was done, you know, seek forgiveness, still holding the person accountable. Exactly. Still love the person, but like you said, just, you know, really see the actions and see them for what they were you may come to the decision that you don't want to love that person and that's fine again it's that's like okay. what what we just said right and, and and you know and for a lot of different reasons that could be the case but it's it's just important i think once you wrap your head around the concept it's easier to to either build or break those connections
1: and and you know the last point that i'm going to make is Once you can really apply what we just talked about, people are people and you break, you know, you take this person in your life and you break it down by the sections we've talked about, it can just really help you be able to disconnect all the emotions to the actions that happened. And you can instead process your emotions about how you feel so that you're not so reactive. And what happened simply becomes lessons and adversities and things of your past that have helped create you today. You really can create this divide between how emotionally triggered you are to this person. And that is freeing in itself.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the aha that's the goal, moment. Right? Yeah, that's the aha moment that you finally get to that point where, okay, you know, I'm not guided, I'm not led by all these emotions and all these traumas, you know, they become your, they become a catalyst for you the change, right? Exactly. And they become, you know, the, those are the, those are the shields that you That you forge. It's your coat of arms, right? It's you
1: know, if everybody had to have their coat of arms on them, you know, what would it say about you? You know, are you just a traumatized person? No, you're not just traumatized. You know, you're not just a wreck. You're not just someone whose parents didn't take care of them or hurt or abused. You are who you are, and those happen to be parts of your coat of arms. What made you strong? What made you resilient? What made you, you know, respond the way that you do? And we get to rewrite and change what our coat of arms look like as an adult. We get to change how we handle things. We get to change how we process through things. Life truly is a journey. And part of the journey is really seeing things for what they are. And it's not even just people. It's, it's situations. It's life. It's life. When you take off the rose-colored glasses and you just see things for what they are, you'll have less of an emotional response and more of a logical understanding so that you can make the next decision based upon what's best for you and not what you feel is best for you.
0: Yeah, that's 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 all we can say about that. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up here. Yes, I hope absolutely. you guys got something out of it. And uh, I hope it helped in some way, it made you come to some type of realization.
1: And we'd love to hear about it, you know.
0: Absolutely. Reach out to us if you have any other questions. If you want us to expand any more on anything we said, I'd be more than happy to, to, to help you yeah. out. Yeah.
1: And um, if you're not already following me on TikTok, it is ask.courtney or on Instagram. Ask Courtney underscore and yes now I'm working on a YouTube channel so that I can do summaries at the end of the week for my top three questions which you can find me at Ask Courtney there as well but we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear what's been going on and how this podcast applied to your life so you could shoot us an email which I'll say here which is podcast with an S at Epiphany Media E-P-I-C-P-H-A-N-Y media you can also find the link in my bio on TikTok so you can send us information
0: And if you guys love the show and want us to keep doing what we do, um, we're always open to donations. So you can read, you can email us if you are interested in in giving to the show. That will keep us going.
1: Absolutely. Because we'd love to be able to do more.
0: As always, guys, we're all in this together. So stay safe.
1: Take care. And remember, no shame in asking for help and doing what's best for you.